0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Marketing with a Book podcast. This is the podcast where we help agency owners, business coaches, consultants to attract high paying clients by marketing with a book and a speech. One of our mottos is the book is the number one marketing tool. Speaking about the book is the number one marketing strategy. And that's what we like to talk about. Today, we're going to focus on speaking and a, a specific type of speaking getting paid to speak uh, which for many people is the the holy grail that they're after and we're going to talk about some secrets some insider material on that today but before we do we like to introduce our authors that are present on the call our studio audience if you will so we're going to go around uh, first uh, i'd like to go to dr Carey and then Mark. Hi, everyone. Thank you,
1: Henry. I am just back from Virginia Beach back in Denver, Colorado, and I am the author of Self Help on the Go.
0: Thank you so much. And then uh, let's go to uh, Mark. Thank you, Henry. My name is Mark LeBlanc. And I also serve as the uh, Chairman of Indie Books International. I live in Edina, Minnesota, and um, have been in the speaking game for 39 years. I'm gonna enter my 40th year uh, in 2023, and certainly am looking forward to the conversation today with our special guest. The uh, book that I'm currently working on is titled, Bring in the Business, Without Sounding Like a Salesperson, co-authored with Henry and David Goldman. Thanks, Mark. Um, Nona, why don't you tell us about your upcoming book, and then uh, we'll hear from Marshall.
1: Hi, yes, I'm Nona Prather. I'm near Fort Collins, Colorado, and I am working on a book titled How to Get Paid for Speaking.
0: Looking forward to that. And as the editor, I, I, should get, I should get cracking on that. Uh, thanks, Dona. Uh, Marshall, welcome. Uh, thanks, Henry. Uh, I'm Marshall Jones. I hail from Palm Bay,
1: Florida on the Space hey. Coast, and I'm working on a book, uh, Leadership Pathfinding. Uh, it's kind of a uh, lifetime collection of the lessons I've learned both from academic and from a, as a practitioner on how to find your own unique and authentic uh, leadership style.
0: Great. Welcome, Marshall. Glad to have you here. Thank so you. now I'd like to uh, producer Suzanne if you could pin Nona and I and have us side by side Um and I'm pinned so can you unpin me or is that something I have to do I see us side by side.
1: You're side by side, Henry.
0: If the recording is side by side, I'm great with that. Uh, Nona, welcome. Nona is one of our strategic partners at Indie Books International. And Prather Marketing Services is her company. I really think of it as Prather Speaker Marketing Services. So she has a unique offering where if you want to be a professional speaker, you're going to need to do outreach. You need to have a target-rich environment you're after. You have to really know the who that you speak to. And then you need to reach out and offer yourself. And it might be only one in 20 are interested in having the conversation. The job is finding one in 20. Now, if you're a thought leader and a professional speaker, you need people you, it's part of your brand that someone other than yourself is doing some of the initial reach out. And it's easier for someone else to brag on you than it is for you to brag on yourself. (laughs) Let me tell you how great I am. Uh, It's not a good model. So it's a much better model to have somebody else saying, oh, this author is, you know, tops in their field and they're very interesting and um, I can put you in touch with them. So that is something Nona has done uh, for me. She's done for many of our clients. It's a special service she offers. And today we wanted to talk about her upcoming book that we're going to be proud to publish, How to Get Paid for Speaking. So uh, Nona, welcome. What's your main message that you want to share today?
1: Um, I just was hoping to share some tips and tricks that I have learned over the years in my last 30 years of Uh, working in the speaking industry um, with many different speakers, um, many NSA members. I've known Mark and Henry for a long time and so I just, you know, hoping to give a little bit of information to help anybody who wants to be speaking as a career.
0: So Nona has been speaking or working in the field for 30 years because child labor laws were not as strict in Oklahoma as they are in other places. Uh, (laughs) You you started at a young age. Is that true?
1: Oh, yes. In 1992, I think I was eight years old (laughs) when my dad started his speaking uh, business. And so after school, we would be licking stamps. We would be sending his one sheet through um, a fax machine and mailing, I mean, mailing his books and just everything. And then whenever I became a teenager, I started actually doing phone calls and helping him keep track in this database and then I worked for his also some of his friends and our local speakers that we knew as well so
0: so you come by it honestly you you have the family connection as someone who grew up in a family business and runs a family business uh I love that story Dona I I love it and uh you know I love uh Carl and Deb, and uh, it's just been great to be associated with you. And and I was really proud when you started this business, Uh, but it couldn't have been easy. What what have been the struggles you've had with starting this business?
1: Well, the pandemic for one. So I was working with um, with my dad, and we had a Safety Institute, which was a, a speakers bureau for. Uh, safety speakers particularly, and then when March of 2020 happened, then we were going to have our best year yet, and then things started canceling, and um, my dad backed off speaking, had some, you know, so then I decided, well, I don't want to just give up on this. Um, It's what I know best and what I enjoy doing, and so I turned it over to focus more on virtual, and I still had um, clients who needed support And so Prayther Marketing came about, but, and it was a slow go in the beginning, but honestly, the beginning of this year, um, it's, it's gotten better. There's been a lot more activity happening since the beginning of this year, but yeah, it was a struggle for there for a little bit.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about your who, who are
1: the people that you help the most? Um, speakers, consultants, entertainers. I have a couple of comedians that I represent. I um, just started on a speaker who's also a musician, and she's doing a tour around. Uh, So it's been a lot of fun to open it up since uh, my background was in safety and safety training and consulting. Um, And now I have mental health, uh, diversity and inclusion, um, a lot of leadership, and so it's just, it's been fun to branch out into more um, and more uh, just a wider, broader audience that we can um, represent. Nona, I know you have a pet peeve, and you have a pet peeve
0: about people who approach you about this field and being paid
1: to speak, and can you share that pet peeve? Oh yes, definitely. So when someone comes to me and their question is, I'll start a discovery call and they'll say, what is the most profitable speaking topic? So they'll say, what is what is everybody buying right now? And the main thing is, are you an expert in what, what they're buying right now? And so if it's employee retention, which right now it's really resilience Um, which is number one currently, and then employee retention. Well, if you're not an expert in that field, how are you going to speak on it? Um, I say, follow your passion. And then, you know, the bookings will come no matter what the topic is. You shouldn't be focused just on what what meeting planners and professionals are looking for in the current because it's a roller coaster industry. Speaking industry goes up and down all the time. Resilience may not be the topic next month that everybody wants. So you need to pick a lane and pick a niche and really deep dive down into that rather than being wide and trying to speak about everything. It's just not possible. You're not an expert in everything. Pick a lane. Yes. Pick a lane. <laughs> pick a lane. <laughs> and and uh, I've told this
0: anecdote before. I'll try to tell it better. Your story reminds me of the. Uh, attorney I interviewed uh, for my book on building your consulting practice. And I asked him, um, what kind of law do you practice? And he said, rent law, mm-hmm. whatever law pays the rent, that's the law I practice. So that's the exact opposite of what you want to do. This same thing, I'll speak on anything. Um, and That's just uh, not our true. <laughs> Our chairman, Mark LeBlanc, past president of the National Speakers Association, um, has his own personal experience when he started out with, he had four topics, you know, and and uh, Mark, I'm gonna steal your anecdote. Uh, for those of you who know In-N-Out Burger in California, and you know Jack in the Box, In-N-Out does one thing and they do it well, hamburgers, fries and milkshakes. And then there's Jack in the Box that does everything and none of it really well, but they're open 24 hours and you know, if you're, <laughs> If you're getting a hunger attack at uh, 2 a.m., you can get some tacos and some teriyaki and uh, whatever else they have there. So we want to have a lane. Yes. We want to be specialized in that. Um, What comes next?
1: What comes next?
0: Well, to be paid to speak. So we know who we're speaking to. We really know what we're the expert on. But then in this matchmaking that you do, uh, how do you make the matches?
1: Right. You have to focus on your industry. So find the associations that your industry leaders are involved in. What meetings, conferences do they go to each year? Like just dive really deep and get all the decision makers in the industry that you want to hit. So if you're focused on uh, oil and gas, and that's your you know like just using safety cuz that's what i know a lot of. So if it's an oil and gas safety industry, where are these safety experts that work for these companies going to going to congregate and that's where you need to go. Associations is a really great area to start in because once you start there, the chance of meeting other clients while you're there is really great cuz that's that's where they go to. So that's what we do. We find the decision makers in the target industries that you're an expert in.
0: So if I can give my own example and working with you and putting together that um, I should be speaking to agency owners and consultants. Researched a group called uh, the Build a Better Agency Conference gets 200 to 300 people. Um, I was able to go this year. Um, I went on a press pass from Forbes.com. I attended, met people, met leaders, met everything. And now I've worked it out where I'll be speaking there three times in May of 2023. Um, So sometimes it's not just contacting the strangers, It's actually going and researching this group. If this is your lane and these are the people you wanna be with, well, then you should find a way to rub shoulders with them before you get booked. As a matter of fact, that interest can show it. Mark and I will be speaking at the Institute of Management Consultants USA conference, a consult con in November in Louisville, Kentucky. If you're a consultant, uh, you should, be thinking about that event and attending because it's very successful consultants getting together and preparing notes. Mark is the opening keynote. Uh, I'm doing a workshop and uh, also doing a breakout session there. So we know who our people are, then we research where they are. We've uh, made contacts and relationships and then you help facilitate relationships, Nona. How do you help facilitate the relationships between that client roster you gave me and, and where they wanna speak?
1: Yes, we we do the lead research and we find the actual decision maker's name, which sometimes can be hard because there might be a, a key holder that is uh, keeping you away from the decision maker. So we actually get to that person, get their email, get their phone number. And then we do um, an email asking if we can, or we do a phone call asking if we can send a detailed email. So we do the first couple touches for you because it takes about seven to 10 touches before someone actually makes a decision to bring you in. So we have to, we do all those from A to B. So the very beginning, the first phone, call that they've never heard of you before, all the way until the program agreement as well. So we do all of these and then have you reach out at one point as well. So there's about seven to 10 touches that we actually do on our client's behalf to try to get them in the door as far, you know, we pitch and get the program agreement, everything uh, set and ready to go. So it's a lengthy process and it takes a long time. But I mean, you just you find one and it's worth it, because once you get into one place, your foot is in the door and then they keep coming after that. So it's a lot of work and takes a long time, but it's always worth it in the end.
0: So you said you go from A to Z in America, then probably A to Z up in Canada, um, seven to 10 touches. Um, So this is not a one call close to land a five to ten thousand dollar keynote or workshop. I wish it was,
1: but that's not the reality.
0: <laughs> it takes a lot of networking. <laughs> it's a lot of net- networking, a lot of nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's an important decision. You need to think like the event planner, the meeting yep. planner, um, the corporate speech booker. Um, they can get into a lot of hot water by choosing the wrong speaker. Yes. Um, so. It is a gauntlet you have to go through, and there are things you have to have. Let's talk about tools like videos and one sheets. There are tools you have to have. Um, Nona, I've heard a lot of it is people, it's about them eliminating people uh, more than choosing. It's finally the the last speaker standing gets chosen. What's your experience?
1: Yes, definitely. And we try to do that. Our motto actually at Prather Marketing is um, stand above the re- or be heard above the rest. And that is saying, so we help you with your, with your one sheet and what to say. The most important thing on there, when you're sending them, they say, yes, send me information. I'm interested. So then you end up emailing your one sheet attachment if it's all about you that's probably not the best way to go the first thing you need to put that their eye goes to first is the pain points that you're solving so you need to have and they need to be very specific you can't just say everyone's going to feel like a leader well no you need to say um i will show you five steps on how to be a productive leader and then another one is they audience members will walk away with a workbook, like actual tangible things that they will walk away with. And so that's gonna draw their attention first. What problem are you solving for them? And then they'll look at you and why are you a qualified person? So then they're gonna start asking questions and searching more. And then they're gonna to wanna to see a demo video of you up on stage talking to an audience, like they just need proof. And it doesn't have to be a long drawn out video and it doesn't have to be anything flashy. They just need to know that you are a qualified speaker, you are engaging. And so all of having these things ready and sending them right away, not waiting you know, a month later or two weeks later, like if you send them right away and you're like, hey, here's what we talked about and then always follow up after that as well. So have all of those ready to go immediately.
0: Let's talk about the iterative process of these tools. Um, I liken it to software. You're going to start with version 1.0. And if you're like Microsoft, you're on version 10, and you're still working out the major uh, bugs on it. But we're always constantly improving it. Mm -hmm. We have to start somewhere. What's your advice for people starting out, and what's your advice on how they should keep elevating their materials?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. So every engagement, whether no matter where it's at, always try to get a recorded video session. And because you can always be updating, like, let's say, two years ago, I didn't have all this gray hair. Now I do. If you send them a video of yourself and you look completely different, they're going to be like, who is this person? Have, when's the last time they spoke? They need current video in this current, um, you know, with this current topic, with everything changes so fast so you should always be updating one sheet always be it's never going to be perfect and you're gonna say oh that's it and that's it for the next five years no it's going to be a constant working of it your website your LinkedIn your one sheet your demo video is going to be a constant work you
0: no know, and I attended a conference once and the uh, material for the speaker went out and there was a very um, well-dressed, confident, uh, dynamic woman in her thirties, and then walking onto the stage was this woman who was in her sixties. Yeah. <laughs> and and the person next to me said, "Excuse me, what is that picture? What is that person who was in the photo coming out?" Exactly. <laughs> and it was the same person. She was just using a thirty-year-old photo her promotional materials that's that's the most egregious example i've seen of that mm-hmm. but uh, i have found uh the longer i get to live on this earth the more i have to update my photos yep. um uh, it's just like every couple of years now we're investing in some nice photography so um you know do it because there can be a big disconnect um happily i had something where i lost a lot of weight and uh, it was like, uh, hey, that guy who showed up was a lot thinner than the guy in the photos. So that was a happy thing to change. Um, yeah. What other things about, you said, always get video. So talk about the sizzle reel, if you will, or the uh, the demo reel that you should be putting together.
1: Yeah, I really think that a lot of speakers, especially if they're new, they just they overthink it. I have a client who I've booked him multiple times for full fee and he has a 30 second demo demo reel. Um, It's it literally goes straight into him speaking on stage and there's no big introduction or music or lights, you know, coming into it. And it's just simple. They just need it really simple. I mean, they're busy planning a big, massive conference, And they just want, they don't want to watch a 10 minute demo video or even five minutes, like one minute, two minute is pretty much the max is all they need. And they just need to see proof of you speaking in front of an audience and that you can get the point across and that you're engaging. Really 30 seconds, one minute is great. And that's, you can just upload it. They can click on it. Easy, basically be easy to work with as much as possible (laughs) is really going to set you above the rest as well.
0: No, no, I'm going to put on a, a promotional hat, um, and this is for our indie book indie books authors. Is we do our annual conference, and we're going to be live again March three and four, 2023, at the La Jolla Marriott, and everybody has a chance to deliver a video in front of the whole audience. It's telling a story, and we want you to tell a story for about two minutes, and. In the past, we've had speakers go like, oh, I, I need at least an hour. Well, one said 90 minutes. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. Matter of fact, you know, this two minute video is probably gonna be too much. And that's what I'm hearing from Nona. You're just wanting to see how you engage with an audience. Um, this is, for us, you're in a ballroom at the Marriott and there's, you know, people in the audience and you're on a little bit of a stage, uh, a picture tells 1,000 words, a video tells 10,000 words, it tells the meeting planner, okay, this person has spoken in front of groups, and they're comfortable up there, and if I put them on my stage, we're not going to get any problem from that. One That's Speaker's true. Bureau advised me years ago, they said, your authors sound great, and their books are very intelligent, and I will never put them on stage unless I see a good video of them speaking to a group. It's just I'm not going to risk my career mm-hmm. on that because they say a lot of people write great books and they're boring up on stage. Yes. <laughs> Our other advice is get better at speaking, get training, get speaking training. Uh, you know, attend workshops, do things. Um, you're you're not as good as you think you are. Um, you're because you're you're probably better than eighty percent of the people. But now you're getting into this different level of competition where um, we're only looking at the top 20% of people who can present and share ideas. Do you want to finish at the bottom of that? Or do you want to finish in the top 25%, at least the top 50%? Um, Yes, it's a competition. And you have to know that you're being judged. And that's okay. It's the competition that sorts people out and gets only the best on the stage. What other advice do you give speakers, Nona?
1: Yeah, so Dr. Carey had a question about if if you're a virtual speaker. And so I was going to say that I actually have clients who they have in-person video and then they have a separate demo video just for virtual. And so that it shows like this podcast might even be could be one for me. Um, and just take out 30 seconds of my best tip. And then that's all I would share. So, I mean, you can do two separate ones. If you know it's a virtual event, then do a separate video for that. So. Uh, I was
0: just asked to speak next March. And part of it is, could you do a special uh, video just for the group? You know, yeah. and it was one to two minutes, just addressing what you're gonna talk about to the group. So that's going to be on zoom. It's going to be virtual in the background and you project energy and you project what you want to talk about. And that's what helps people make decisions. If you're going to get a Ted talk, you're going to have to do some sort of sample video. The nice thing is zoom makes it affordable to do these things. It's, you know, it's nothing when you have zoom to record it and send it in. Now you need to pay attention to your uh, background, your, uh, your set, if you will, and how you do it, your lighting, and you need a good mic, um, I think you need to make some investments in there. It's just don't plop your laptop down and depend on the laptop camera and the laptop microphone to make you look professional, because it will not. Um, okay, so uh, what's the biggest mistake you see people make who want to get paid to speak?
1: Definitely overthinking it. (laughs) I'm thinking right now I have a client who said she's been wanting to join me for the last three months and she's just way overthinking it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, like I said, you're always adjusting anyway, it will come to you. You don't have to have, I mean, you need, you need your one sheet, you need your video and your, your speaker landing page, but it doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat. Um, and also just, and turning down good opportunities just because they're not paid. I mean, they you never know. Networking is really, is a huge part of the speaking business. So I have, I've had people turn down things where I think they probably should have gone because they, it might've cost them $500. Cause I always, you can always ask for travel at least, even if they don't pay. And a, a lot of times they will say yes to at least paying travel so it doesn't cost you anything. So just think about, okay, so if it's not a paid opportunity, what benefits could I get from it? Who's in the audience that could benefit me while I'm there? So those are, prob- those are the biggest mistakes that I see. It's a little bit frustrating when I'm trying to explain why they should take the opportunity even though they're not getting paid full fee.
0: I recommend people listen to our podcast with Mark LeBlanc, past president of the National Speakers Association, on how to negotiate fees. Yes, And even when you're doing a no-fee event, there's some negotiation that goes on. Um, And one of the things I love from Mark, because he'll say, well, of course, you're going to pick up my hotel room. And just the idea is they have a block of hotel rooms. And as somebody who puts on meetings, I know, you gotta buy so many rooms anyway as part of the contract. So yeah, of course, we'll put you up. And then the idea of talking about a travel stipend. Um, I've made a mistake in the past where I'd say, well, we'll reimburse you for your travel uh, or we'll buy your plane ticket. And then my plans had to change. Um, I had one where I was paid to go to Detroit and then my return ticket was to San Diego, and then the, the then I had to be in New York. So I, I gave up the plane ticket back to San Diego just so I could go from Detroit to New York and save all that time. It had been smarter if I had a travel stipend because then – because Southwest is my company plane. I can uh, change without penalty, um, and that comes in handy a lot in this world when you're um, – you get an opportunity to do something else at, at that gig. Um, I'm with you, Nona. Um, one of the best things you can do every month is what we call a showcase. It might be thought of as a pro bono speech. There's there's this one group of people in the, the speaking industry who are, you know, you need to get paid to speak. You know, tell those broke-ass losers, sorry for my language, that was an exact quote, tell them that uh, you don't, uh speak for free uh and and that's just not the reality if it's a target rich environment um, sometimes i've even paid to be a sponsor to be in front of that group uh so you you have to think about this this is a business you're investing in business development what's your return on investment before that um there are times it definitely makes business sense to accept no fee, waive your fee. We never say we're speaking for free. We waive our fee. Right. Sometimes you can waive your fee and ask if they have a training budget. And if they would agree to, if they'd be open to a conversation about buying a copy of your book for everybody in the audience, Then you could waive your speaking fee. Our most successful author did that and he waived his $5,000 speaking fee. They used their education budget to buy books for everybody. Oh, I didn't tell you, there were a thousand people in the audience. He discounted the book and made $10 per book. So he put $10,000 cash in his pocket and delivered a great client attraction speech and landed three clients in the five-figure range for him for consulting. Um, so that's how there's many ways to work these things. And and I really recommend you listen to the podcast from Mark LeBlanc on negotiating fees uh, in this range. A lot of, lot of tips. I've written a monograph on it uh, and an article based on Uh, what Mark had to say. If you're interested in that, uh, Suzanne, put in the chat that they can email me um, and just put speaking fees in the subject line. I'll know what you're talking about and I'll get you a copy of that monograph. So, Nona, I wanted to know about your what, the the what drives you in this, what's your passion for being in this business? Uh, It's not an accident. So tell us what's your what?
1: Well, I really enjoy um, owning a business that I can do from home, so we travel a lot, and so I can work from anywhere, so that's amazing, as long as I have um, internet access and cell phone access, (laughs) so it's pretty much everywhere nowadays, Um, and it's sometimes it's easy to get discouraged when I'll go a little longer than I'd like to before um, landing a speaking opportunity for somebody. But then once it happens, I mean, we turn on the music and me, my daughter, my husband, we all have a dance party because we're just so <laughs> excited. Um, Cause we, we did something good for somebody. We're helping other. I just, I've always been one of those people who have been kind of in the background. Like I've always been in the supportive role, and so now I'm kind of I'm in the leadership, but I'm also still able to support others as well. And I just think it's really fun. And I just I really like to network. I'm a social person. And so it's it's been great. I'm really enjoying it. It's so much fun. So, yeah, knowing doing what I do, doing what I love.
0: That's that's a nice image about the dance party when you when you land. You the account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and by the way. Um, wi Fi and cell phones have not arrived yet at Glacier National Park. I just got to tell you because <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah, Yellowstone was a little... <laughs> yeah. a little They haven't got probably OD all also I've been in Yosemite. I was on a hike once and my phone rang and I thought, what, how could this be but uh, for the most part, it's not there. Okay, and, and sometimes it's good to get away. Yes. Now. The the concept here is nobody ever accomplished anything great alone. They came up with a team. So this is one part of the team. We also advise people to uh, get someone on your team who can help you be a better speaker, a speech coach. Uh, I've I've used several, uh, there's several I recommend. uh, So look for that Uh, also. If we're living in the virtual world, improving our virtual look and lighting and all that, and we have a partner um, who does that. Uh, Also, if you need help with publicity, getting publicity out there, uh, publicity is the gift that keeps giving. Uh, We have partners there that can help. And we have them on, they're very generous in their advice. Uh, That's a a secret that we like to advise people on is make generosity your brand. As one author I'm quoting this week in my Forbes.com column said, uh, be relentlessly helpful. Uh, It's amazing what happens when you're relentlessly helpful to the right people. And it's also amazing what happens when you write the right book and publishing that book is the starting line, not the finish line. Uh, It's a race that keeps going and going and you need to constantly be in the race Um, to talk about a story, the tortoise and the hare, the uh, old fable, and slow and steady wins the race. And uh, what do you say about that, about constantly being out there uh, as opposed to big spurts of activity?
1: Uh, Yes, definitely. And I think I learned a lot of that from Mark, honestly. So follow up, follow up, follow up and always be taking notes and giving information. And so like I give weekly stat notes and we always I have a long list on uh, my my assistant, Beth. um, I'll send her an email and I'll say, put this on my calendar. And so then if I have to follow up with the meeting planner, executive director, if they've said, call me back. In September, that's when we'll start planning. So then she puts it on my calendar. So my first thing in the morning is I get my notices of who I'm calling back and who I'm calling for. So that's been awesome. I love that technology because that's been such a lifesaver. Because before, I think I had sticky notes all over the place. (laughs) So now it's right there when I wake up in the morning and sign on to my computer. So, but yeah, follow up, follow up, follow up. Like that's the most important thing is if you don't stay top of mind, they're gonna forget about you. They're gonna go Google somebody else and find a different speaker. And you might've been perfect for that fit, but you forgot to follow up with them. So they completely forgot about you.
0: As Patricia Fripp, past president of the National Speakers Association, one of our authors says, it's not their job to remember you. It's yes. your job to remind them that you exist. So okay. the dreaded F word, follow-up, is uh, yes. so important. Um, Nona, any parting shot, any last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with their listeners?
1: Um, It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It, it, even if it, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it took probably my dad five years to all this, to get a constant steady stream. Um, It's taken us a couple years to kind of Find our footing in in this and now it's getting a little bit more of a drumbeat but we we haven't stopped and we follow up and just keep keeping on going and just keep adding to that calendar and the task list and just keep adding to it And even if your calendar is full and you're like oh I'm speaking every day for the next six months okay push it out move to the next six months like you just need to no matter how successful you're getting you still need to be doing those phone calls and everything. It's a lot of work. So like you said, having the right team to help you is excellent. I wouldn't be able to do anything without my assistant, my VA and my husband keeping my calendar up. So yeah, and we never stop every single day. We are making those phone calls, sending those emails, doing those follow-ups every single day.
0: So you you bring up an important point and uh... This is a Dilbert cartoon. It's a, you maybe you've seen it. It's an old Dilbert cartoon. Oh, yeah. But the <laughs> boss is talking to the female employee and uh, he says, You know, we expect to get 200 hours a week out of you. And she said, There are only 168 hours in a week. And he says, Well, we expect your family to pitch in some hours too. So that reminded me of Nona Prather uh, Marketing Services. You don't just get known, it. You, you get the family working for you and some other assistants, other people. You get more people on your team. We all get 168 hours a week. Uh, Bill Gates, you, me, Joe Biden, whoever, th- that's what we get. Um, you know, Oprah Winfrey only gets 168 hours a week. That's what you get. Um, how do you add more hours? You need to add teammates. So you talked about your virtual assistant. You talked about other people helping you. Um, Certainly you're helping authors and speakers. So that's how you get more time. You have to buy it and delegate things to people. And it should be people who it's their expertise. And one of the secrets in business somebody taught me years ago was to make a, uh, line down a sheet of paper and on the left side, write down everything I love to do. And on the right side, write down everything I don't love to do. And they said, now work on getting someone else to do everything on that list that you don't like to do and spend your time on the things that you like to do and the things you do very well. So just the closing piece of advice is uh, it takes a village, it takes a team, Get, get teammates on your team and you'll go far. So thank you, Nona. Thanks for the wisdom today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This has been another episode of the Marketing with a Book podcast. Uh, We'll see you in a future episode to talk more about marketing with a book and a speech. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.